everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are back once again. Uh, we got a great episode for you this week. Um, this week, we're going to talk about living your best life, how to succeed in life, just success in general. And you hear a lot of people talk about this subject a lot. And, you know, the people always want to start out with what is the definition of success? And a lot of people, Dr. Daniels, cannot come up with that generally Mm -hmm. because it's an individual type subject. It depends on the person or what success is. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Let's get into it. So how should we do, what should we do to live our best life or how do you live your best life? Well, you know, you raise a good point and, and that is, you know, how do you first define what your best life is? You know, I, I think the mistake a lot of people make is that they define living their best life through the eyes of someone else. Mm. You know, they look at other people and they say, well, if I only had what you had, if I only could do what you did, you know, but first thing you, you we have, I think each of us has to understand that just because we see outwardly what a person looks is doing doesn't mean that they are content or happy doing it. You know, you can have a 5,000 square foot home, but that doesn't mean there is joy in the home. Right. You know, you can be driving the best car. You can have what people think is a you know, great job. And, and I'll use just one thing, for example, that, you know, when I was working for the federal government, you know, in that position that I had, uh, my span of control ranged from Maine to South Carolina, west to Ohio. So I was constantly traveling, constantly traveling. You know, people who would say, man, I wish I had a job where I could travel. I'm thinking to myself, no, you don't. Right. You know, you think you do, but you don't because you get tired of hotels. You get tired of restaurant food and you get tired of being by yourself, you know, because it ain't like you're taking someone with you all the time. So, you know, so so I say I think that's the first thing is is just not not basing on other folk, but basing on yourself and what is best for you. And I think there are three ways I look at it. Number one is you got to be spiritually set, you know, so how do I get there? You know, then you have to be socially set, you know, how do I get that aspect? And and, and then of course you got to be career, you know, how do I get that? You know, and then there's family. So I think those are the four things that we have to kind of like focus on and say, well, how do I get each of those in harmony? And that's, that's sometimes hard to do, Yeah, you know, is get them in harmony and position them so that all four of those areas are, are putting a smile on your face every day. Yeah, it, it is um, difficult. People talk about that work-life balance and, and don't really hit all four of them. Like you said, they may talk about it. I always say work-life balance. That's only two things. Right. You know, you can split the life into multiple things. And then once you do subcategories of life, then you could be falling off in some areas, which has caused you to not have that balance for yourself. Right, right. You know, because if if your wife or your significant other is happy, but you're miserable, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, and then if you, if you go the route of um, Will Smith, mm-hmm. Will Smith says, "How can I make Jada happy if I'm not happy?" <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I look at the picture. Jada looked like she's miserable. And we always look like he happy. Well, <laughs> she, she was miserable until they got a new pool boy. <laughs> I think when, she, when they got a new pool boy, I think 
at least according to the, you know, right, right. what she said. <laughs> he put a smile on her face, Praise, right? right. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, the point that we're making here is like, you, I feel like you got to look at yourself first, yeah. you know, and I, people always come up to uh, like me and Sherry. So, yeah, I mean, y'all are always traveling. You're always doing stuff. It's like, I wish I could do that. It's like, you can, mm-hmm. you know, you just basically just plan it. Mm-hmm. And then it's in a lot of those trips is not as expensive as you would think they would be. Right. You know, especially if you go way out in advance or if you got a person like I know mm-hmm. who travels a lot that picks up the phones. Hey, CB, um, they got this great deal right now. You better jump on it now. And like, well, okay. And the person I'm talking about people is Dr. Daniels. <laughs> you know, so it's like when you are friends with people that travel, right? they tell you about certain uh, things. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Like you can do it. Like there's a lot of times I think people, Dr. Daniels, put like artificial constraints on their life on what they can and can't do. So, well, you know, I'll never be able to do that. I would never be able to go up in the pulpit and, and, and preach like Dr. Daniels, you know, I, I can't stand in front of people and, and do that. Right. But never even try to do it. Right. And, and, and you, you made a very important point. And I think sometimes too, it's like, if you live your life through someone else's eyes, right? Like, you know, take vacations, for example, you know, and people oftentimes, you know, want to do, like you say, travel. Well, let's say you go to an exotic place. But if you're not with the person that makes you happy, right, it's still going to be miserable, right? Right, right. And and that's why all four, I think all four areas have to be kind of focused on and balanced out and, and, and recognize what does it mean to you as an individual? You know, like if you look at spiritually, for example, you know, um, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these other things will be given unto you, right? Well, what people don't often view, and, and, and I'm not saying everyone has to be a Christian to make this happen, but I'm just using this because I am a Christian, obviously. Right. His point then is, if I seek heaven first, the other aspects of my life will get balanced because the Bible gives me the direction for all the other aspects of my life. Some people mistakenly look at that and say, well, if I go to church all the time and, 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 and shout all the time and get close to God, you know, I'm going to be, every, everything else is going to be happy. No, there are, believe you me, there are plenty of ministers that have unhappy homes because they have devoted so much time to developing a church life that their wives are unhappy, that their children don't see them, you know, all those kind of things. Right. But if I'm really seeking the kingdom, what I'm doing is I'm looking at all those aspects of the Bible that tells me how to do things, right? You know, like the Bible says, right? The man, you know, you don't forsake your own family. The man that does that is worse than the infidel, right? So it tells me there, right, mm. that I should have a vibrant family life. It's telling me that I should have a vibrant career life because it also talks about making sure that, that those who manage me are happy with me, you know? Right. So all those, and it also talks about the idea that, you know, uh, and I put it the way my mother used to put it, you know, that all work and no play makes Jack and Jill sad couple every day, right. <laughs> you know? So it, it's, it gives us all that kind of stuff, that all that input that we need to focus on. And, and, and you can't put one necessarily over the other. They have to be kind of blended. So I'm saying if I'm seeking that, you know, what, what, what my father wants for me, my heavenly father, he wants all those things to be working to my good. And, and that's why the scripture also says all things work together for the good. We act as if 
that means if I break my leg, it's for my good as well. That's not what it's referring to. Right. It's talking about the way God has set that system up for us, therefore our good, you know. Right. right. So I mean in in certain things happen for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, that and and that's you look for the blessing in everything. Absolutely. That's where I that's what I get out of that. It's like you look for the blessing in everything. So if this happened, like, okay, why did it happen? What blessing am I missing? Because sometimes some you know, bad things happen for you to notice the good thing that you ain't been paying attention to. Right, right, right. So I often tell people, um, like, like if I'm in Jamaica and we're riding past these, you know, raggedy houses and everything, and I see kids running in the front yard, just as happy as they can. And I see the person sitting in the front porch, you know, it's, you know, it's 11 o'clock in the day. He's sitting there. Chilling, mm-hmm. you know, looking off. No, yeah. no worries. No worries no at worries. all. <laughs> now, I done came from work. You know, I can't wait to go on vacation. I'm tired of people at work. And I'm, you know, I'm stressed. I need to go to this place mm-hmm. to go relax. And then the person to build a whole corporation, multi-million dollar corporation, for me to come down there and sit at a beach that was absolutely free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To go sit at the beach and say, and now I can relax. Right. And then, but then there's a puppet beach about maybe 10 miles from there. Same sand, mm-hmm. you know, everything, same type view mm-hmm. is free. That's right. You know, but it's just crazy how you go in situations like that and you'd be like, why can I just let go? I, I tell you, um, and, and, and I give you another another scripture that 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 really set my direction for me. Jesus said, "Take no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient unto today is the evil thereof." Right? Took me a while to really digest that the way he meant it. You know, us to deal with it because he went further and said, "You know how? You know which one of you, uh, by worrying, can add one inch to your height? You know, or, or put more hairs on your head?" And when you really digest that. And you think about it, our worries are not based on today. Our worries are based on tomorrow. And right. he says, take no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient until today is the evil thereof. You know, we got enough things today to deal with rather than always worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's what keeps you from enjoying your life. Because today, if I focus on what's happening right now, I can enjoy it. But if I'm worrying about what may happen tomorrow, I can't enjoy where I am today. So like you say, what if I'm sitting on the beach and the sand is nice and white, the water is nice and blue and clear, but I'm worried if I'm going to be able to make the pavement tomorrow tomorrow on my car, right? right. I'm not enjoying where I'm at today. But if I worry about enjoying today, because after a while, tomorrow will be my today, right? It's going to come whether I worry about it or not. And that was Jesus' point. Right. It's going to come whether you worry about it or not. So why are you worried about it? So. From that standpoint, well, why don't I just, like you said earlier, why don't I just enjoy every minute of every day without constantly thinking about tomorrow? You know, give you another example. Let's say that I'm married and I'm in love and I have two children and my wife comes home and I see her packing her clothes up. I'm thinking, what's going on? She said, well, you know what? Met somebody else. I've fallen in love. and." I'm just not going to stay in this relationship anymore, okay? And she leaves. 
think about what I'm really worrying about. I'm not worrying about right now. I'm worrying about tonight. I'm thinking to myself, she's not going to be here tonight. Who's she going to be with? Right. I'm worried about something that hadn't happened yet. I'm worried about how, how she's going to be reacting out there with somebody else, which hasn't happened yet. Right. I'm worried about how am I going to face tomorrow without her? Hadn't happened yet. Right. Rather than me just saying, okay, you know what? That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And, and me still doing whatever I was doing to enjoy right then and there. I know I'm taking it to the extreme, but right. if I was watching the football game and my team was winning, then that's what's happening right now. Right. So why am I just not enjoying right, right now? And then, because when tomorrow comes, something else good is still going to be in my life. Right. And just enjoy that because that's where I'm at. And stop focusing on and worrying about what might happen. Right. You know. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, um, I'm going to teach you a trick. Sometimes I give a speech on this or from having a class. I said, I'm going to teach y'all a trick to get 25 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You, you want an extra hour a day. Everybody perks up like, how are you going to be able to do this? I said, okay, now, if you be completely as present as possible in your day, you will start noticing how slow the day goes. So now, in other things that I've studied, they talk about the ego being in one with the devil. It depends on which things you read. They say that the devil is the ego. Mm -hmm. The ego will have you thinking about stuff and taking up your brain power. But like you said, stuff that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's stuff in the future, worrying about things. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes your brain will even have you rehash a whole conversation you had five years ago and say, you should have said this. And then what's so crazy, you'll have the conversation in your head about what you would have said. As if you can go back in time. Like you can go back in time. But the whole time you're doing this, you're wasting right now. The only time you're guaranteed is now. That's right. We ain't guaranteed the next five minutes or the next hour. That's you know, right. the sun could explode right now in the middle of this podcast and we gone. Right. You know, right. and I'm hoping everybody listening is found Jesus, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'd be standing there like, well, you know, okay. <laughs> but you get my point. People need to understand if you want to really enjoy life in all seriousness, be present. That's right. If you be present to right now, like me and Sherry was talking, we saw a guy on the side of the road. Clearly, he, he looked like he might have been high on something. But then I said, why we got to assume the guy's high just because he's dancing? Right. He had the light dancing. Mm-hmm. I said, now, everybody else will say he's crazy. But are we the crazy ones for not dancing throughout our life? Right. And we should be, right? Right. Like you mentioned the kids in Jamaica, right? You know, think about it. They're not worried about anything except what they're doing. Yep. They're living in the present, right? So they're having fun, and they're not thinking about the fact that, well, you know what? I don't have shoes. Right. That's, that, that, not having the shoes, that doesn't stop them from enjoying playing with the person they're playing with. Right. You know, I think back when I was a child, you know, growing up, um, everybody basically that we were around were poor. I mean, that's bottom line. You know, you know and, and, and maybe I shouldn't say poor. Because I won't necessarily say if you if you looked at the income, I mean we, we probably were considered middle class, but it just things were more segregated at that time, right. you know. And so, um, access to stuff was not there, you know. So poor probably is not a good word to use. 
However, we did not think about ourselves that way. Nobody, you know, I don't know how our parents thought. None of us thought of ourselves like because we drew a hopscotch in the sand. <laughs> right, you was poor. That we were poor. Right. You know, you drew the hopscotch in the sand and you had a great time playing. Right, right. None of us thought that we were playing with marbles in the dirt that that wasn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't think this up and say, well, you know, why don't we have, you know, a, a, a basketball goal like they may have in a, you know, a, another neighborhood, you know, and, and why don't we have this great swimming pool that someone else has in the back of their house, you know, right. we would go swim in the lake. And believe you me, had so much fun swimming in the lake. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, we didn't need the swimming pool. We had the lake. When you get older, though, you think differently. You don't just enjoy the present. You worry about what you don't have. You know, right. you worry about what other folk might have, which really, when you think about it, like you said earlier, it's just wasting your valuable time. And so... One of the rules I guess we could come come out with that is if you're going to live your best life, rule number one has to be learn to live in the, the present, right. right? You know, learn to live in today and not yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's when I get out of whack personally. Is normally I can find myself in, in an era where I'm not living now. I'm worried about other stuff. And then also worrying about things I cannot control. And that's when you really off the deep end is when you start worrying about stuff that you really cannot control and you really sitting there worrying, giving brain power to that, then that's when you're having issues. Right. And I'm going to give y'all another um, secret. If you're playing checkers with somebody or you're playing chess with somebody, the more present you are in the moment, the easier it is to beat the person across from you. Because if they're thinking eight, nine moves ahead, they didn't forgot that you know where to move the other piece of, and, and they didn't forgot what happened. So now they got to re-go through that whole process all over again. Mm -hmm. But you just right now, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, you'd be able to see everything much clearer because your brain is not, you know, you don't have brain fog, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of successful people I know be present. Another thing, uh, Dr. Daniels, that, successful people they do and I'm going to see if you do the same thing is they wake up early you don't wake up early no <laughs> what time you wake up I, I woke up early when I was in corporate America okay uh, I wake up now I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I never wake up because I wake up 3 o'clock in the morning oftentimes but it's not to work okay it's just because I'm not sleepy I get up I watch TV I relax See, I define success differently than a lot of people define success. And I think that's a key too. See, I don't define success as money in the bank. I don't define success as a nice car. I define success as contentment. You know, what am I content with? And that's why I'm saying I don't look at, I don't look at, look at living my best life through other people's eyes. I look at living my best life through my own eyes. Now, I wasn't always there. Let me say up front, I wasn't always there. You know, I, I used to be a get it done, get it done, hurry up and do it. And, 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 and some of my close friends would always tell me, you're not happy unless you're trying to get something done. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never happy enjoying what you have gotten done. And that, right. that was true. 
My mother used to tell me the same thing. When are you going to slow down and enjoy what you have, you know, acquired? I'm older now, so like like most things, when you get older, you think differently. Right. And your thought is, well, were you really happy getting up at five o'clock in the morning? I mean, were you really? Right, right, right. Or did you just get up at five o'clock in the morning? Well, I wasn't happy getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I, you know, that's the bottom line. Right. I did it because, like you say, you start your day early, you plan things out, and you know, boom, 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 boom. Doesn't mean I was happy. Did I did I achieve a lot doing that? Yes, but that don't mean I was happy doing the process, right? In fact, I envied the people who weren't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. And that's what I'm saying. You you think the little kid in Jamaica gets up at five o'clock in the morning? No. no. You think the guy that's sitting in the, you know, the the, the the man that was sitting on the porch uh smoking a blunt. Why the kid was playing five o'clock in the morning? No, no. See, to me, the minute I judge me by somebody else, it takes away my happiness. Because it's always somebody's gonna be making more money. It's always gonna be someone that has more talent. It's always gonna be somebody that has a nicer car, nicer home, you know, all that kind of stuff they're gonna have. That's why to me, it's got to start with me define, as you, you know, you open up with that statement, right? How do I define success? Right. How do I define happiness? See, right now for me, um, happiness is waking up pain-free. I'm happy. That, right, that's the start right, right there. Right. Wake up pain-free. I'm happy. And then I do just what you said. See, I live in my present. And the reason why I'm saying it's key because most people that get up five o'clock don't live in the present. Right. They're living in the future. What I got to get done later on. What I got to get done. So they're making all them plans for it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but but it's got to be your thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's got to be your thing to do that. I don't have a problem with people living below the poverty line. I don't. Right. Because that don't mean you're unhappy. That's true. (laughs) You know? My father gave me a key point early on when I suggested to him to buy property beside his house. I said, Dad, you know, you buy it now. You know, I'm telling you, later on, you, you know, when you retire, it's really going to, you know, uh, generate a lot of income for you. He said, if, if it's such a good deal, why don't you buy it? And I said, well, I could buy it, but, you know, I don't live here in, this, I was, I live in a different state. I said, right. you live right here. And so since you, your house is right here, it'll benefit you. You can also control who your neighbor is going to be. Mm-hmm. But it could still be a benefit because the price is going to land. And say land is the one thing that always appreciates in value. He said, son, let me explain something to you. He said, you'll figure this out when you get as old as I am. He said, my house is paid for. My car is paid for. My boat is paid for. Why do I need another headache? Right. <laughs> he said, uh, when I'm on the inside of my car, I don't see the outside. He said, so why would I buy a car for other people to enjoy? Right. He said, well, I'm in my boat. As long as I'm catching fish, I'm as happy as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, granted, at that time, it didn't click to me. It clicks to me now. You right. know, I, I get it now. That I'm not saying a, a nice car isn't what you might want. You know, I'm, right. I just bought a brand new motorcycle. <laughs> You know, but I get his point, you know, his point is define your own happiness and not let someone else define it. 
you define your happiness. Because if you don't, you can't live your best life. You can live somebody else's best life. Yeah. You, you know, and, and that's what I'm, as I'm older, that's what I, 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 I'm trying to do now, to live, you know, just my best life, you know, um, and, and just be, be what makes me happy without making other people say it. Um, when I first got married, quick example, when I first got married, we lived in a two-bedroom townhouse um, with a great room and a small kitchen. That's all it had. Downstairs, great room, small kitchen, upstairs, two bedroom. You know, those are some of the most fun field times we had. You know, the, 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 the backyard about as big as, what, 10 by 10, you right, know, was right. your backyard. Cookouts, we were having a ball. It'd be so crowded back there, you couldn't even move. Right. You know, music blaring, just having a great time. The bigger the homes got, the less fun we had, which is ironic. That yeah. The bigger the house got, the less fun we had. Arguments in the small townhouse last two, three minutes. <laughs> you were in a small townhouse. Small townhouse. Right. You couldn't get away from nobody. Right. You know, we'd only had one TV. Right. Guess what? We spent all our time together. Right. You know, and so when I look back over that, you know, dynamic, I'm like, wow, that was a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. You know, so... and I'm, Certainly we weren't in poverty, you know, right. we both were in professional positions, but I'm just noting that the little kids in Jamaica playing, having a whole lot of fun. Yeah. You know, you may mention something about that story. Um, a lot of people listening, if you sit back and, you know, go through and think about the things you remember, there was a moment in your life. You said, wow, this is pretty cool. Like that at that moment, that was you living in the present, yeah, and you was able to really soak everything in. And a lot of times, um, like for instance, when Obama had his first inauguration, I guarantee you, when I just mentioned that, everybody's brain went to that inauguration moment right. because you was present during that moment. Joy, right? Great joy. You know, um, when. When your child was being born, if you happened to be in the room, you was present and you saw everything going down. Mm-hmm. And if you was giving birth, you definitely was present unless they knocked you out. And you had a C-section, <laughs> you know, but you was definitely like you remember that. Right. Right. So it's like we get these little moments where God's trying to tell us, like, look, be present. You have hit the lottery being able to be on earth and knowing thyself. Mm-hmm. And we just chalk it up. And just throw it away most of the time. And it's, it's really sad. Right. You know. Well, you know, look, 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 Duvall said it best. Right. He said what? Rent paid. <laughs> right. right. Food stamp card. <laughs> you ain't got to go to work to get it. Right. <laughs> what you worrying about? <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, and I think, and, you know, and, I mean, I say it facetiously, but it's, it's true. And, 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 and that, you know, I, w- I wish I could really impart into everybody the meaning of, of, of what Jesus said, not just into their intellect, but into their whole psyche and their whole existence. Give no thought to, for tomorrow. Sufficient unto today is the evil thereof. Because when you keep living in today, when you stop worrying about your tomorrow and just say, let me enjoy where I am. See, I remember when I could do that. I remember when I was in college, that's how I lived my life. Yeah. 
if I, and I have gotten fired from a few jobs, right? <laughs> I remember getting fired from a job and walking out being thankful and saying, I'm glad I got fired. Right. I'm tired of working anyway, <laughs> you know, right. but no worries because my mindset was this. I found a job whenever I get ready. When I run out of money, when the money in the, when the, money in the bank runs out, I have a job by then. Won't sweating it not one bit. I remember when my car was about to get repossessed. Won't worry at all. My thought was, hey, so what? Repossess it. I get another one. Right. You know, that's how my thought process was. And I was enjoying life so much, just enjoying life. Then all of a sudden, you start looking at your friends. And I can, rem I can remember the day when I looked at one of my friends. We both went to college together, and he had got a job um, working for Sperry Rand. And he had went to Saudi Arabia for a year yeah. and he came back and paid cash for a house. Yeah. And I saw him and I said, mm, what in the world have I been doing? I've been throwing my money away. Right. And da, 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 da. And from that point on, until I finally got some sense in my head, right. I stopped living my best life. Because I was seeing it through his eyes, thinking that I need to, I, if I had did what he did, I could have did the same right. thing. I could have had that house when I was just as happy as I could be in that townhouse. Right. Now, I'm going to ask mm -hmm. this question. Now, yourself and countless other pastors preach all the time, God's got you. Don't worry about this. God got you. Mm -hmm. But whether you're a white preacher or a black preacher, black Baptist that's hooting and hollering, mm -hmm. all, most of us, like, you're going to hit the same thing. Absolutely. You just made a mention, just mentioned just now, about you being in college, not having to worry about anything. Car was about to be repossessed. Well, okay, <laughs> repossess it. I'll get another one. But then when we look, like I'm saying we, like as I'm, I'm with you, me and you standing side by side, we looked at homeboy, come back from Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. He buys a whole house with cash. Mm -hmm. And then we stop living our best life. Mm -hmm. So, but then if you don't go and, you know, do certain things. God still had you. That's right. And I never forget the time you asked me, when I was having a, a personal meeting with you. And you said, CB, do you want the money or do you want the things money can buy? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because when the money come, like, you know, Puffy said, more money, more problems. Mm -hmm. I just want the stuff. Right. You know, because right. you can have the stuff without having the money. Absolutely. And you can have happiness without having the stuff. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it, it, but I'm not saying, now for right. some people, you some people need the stuff. Right. But everybody don't need, you know, and that's the key. That's why, you know, I, again, I, I go back to the scripture because it just makes so much sense. And, and, and it jives with what you said earlier. You know, live in the present. See it through my eyes and not someone else's eyes. You know, with my marriage. So even with your family life. My kids may not be as smart as your kids. So what? Right. The smartest kids aren't always the happiest kids. Right. Sometimes those are the kids that end up needing psychological help. Right. You know, on Ritalin or, you know, or, or yeah. you, know, you know, going to therapy. Okay. So why, why get so upset because my child is seven years old and still doesn't know the ABCs and your child is seven years old and reading on a, on a fifth grade level. But right. see, we start competing then. Right. right, worried, ain't living my best life anymore. So now I'm putting my kid through all these hoops. Now I'm worried my kid to death about studying, and now my kid is sad. Right. Well, you know, I, now again, I'm not saying a child should not learn, but I'm saying why force a child to learn at a pace 
that doesn't match who they are. Right. You know, and I think, so even my family life, it's the same thing. It's with my kids. Make sure they're happy. If they're happy, I'm going to be happy. Same thing with my spouse. And so then I got that aspect right. Then I get my social life right. You know, one of my instructors when I was in seminary said to me, everyone needs at least, at least five friends that the mere mention of their name puts a smile on your face. You know, he said, more than that, you're in trouble. But less than that, you're not quite settled yet, you know. And that's, a, that's true. You don't right. need a crowd of people. You just need a few people that put a smile on your face. And, and, and they're not necessarily for the same reasons. You know, one may be the buddy you go to the games with. Yep. One may be the buddy that you tell everything to, you know, in, for different reasons. Right. And, and, and then that gets your social sphere right, you know. Your religious spirit, you got to be grounded. Whether you're Catholic, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. Right. You got to be grounded there. And then career rise is simple. Do something that makes you happy, whether it makes you money or not. You know, and that's, to me, is the key. If it makes you happy, you may not have all the money in the world, but you'll be happy. But if you're looking at other people and thinking, well, wait a minute, I want what they got. So you're going to be miserable because you're going to be thinking, well, I ain't making enough money, even though you love what you do. Right. I asked a college professor when I was, a, I think I was a sophomore. And I said to him, I don't understand. You teach people to make more money than you make. He says, yeah, but they ain't happy. Right. That's facts. Yeah. I'm happy. Right. And that's, that was the key. And, and so, and my father taught me the same lesson. A white man who actually be extremely wise, he said to me, someone has to be the janitor. Someone has to be the cook. Someone has to clean the grease. Someone has to be the doctor. Someone has to be the lawyer. He said to me, listen, don't feel bad if you're in any one of those positions. Right. He said, what you need to do is make sure whatever job you have, you have it because you want it, not because you have to have it. He said, that's, that's, that makes all the difference. Yeah. And then be the best at it. Right. So if you are the janitor, be the best. If you are the doctor, be the best. But make sure you at the job that makes you happy and not necessarily the job that pays you the most money. You know, and I, th I think that's key for anybody, yeah. you know, and, and it took me 40 years to learn it. But finally did. <laughs> I tell you one guy, I don't, and I don't know the gentleman's name, but if you're ever at the Cavalier Hotel, black gentleman there, He's a doorman. When I tell you, every time I see him, because me and Sherry go up there, get a bite to eat every once in a while. He's just as happy, happy to see me. Hey, man, I'm glad you're back. I know you're local. You're Chesapeake, right? I said, yeah, I'm in Chesapeake. Like, now, it's not like I go there all the time. Now, granted, I mean, I am big and I am black, so I'm memorable. So, mm -hmm. But, okay, let's put that aside. He took the time to remember who I am, right. you know, that I'm there. That means he enjoys his job. That's right. He's the best doorman. Best doorman. Matter of fact, he got a mask. This is no lie. He got a mask that this part right here is clear. So you can see that he's talking to you. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, with the mask and everything, everybody know, like, when the mask, you can't tell you're talking to me right, or, you, or you're right. talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. He made sure that he, his customers know, I'm talking to you. Yeah. You know, and he is doing the best. He's doorman. Now, now, do I know if he grew up wanting to be a doorman? I have no idea. You know, I haven't had that conversation with him. But I tell you what, right now in the 757, that's the best doorman I have encountered in this area. He found his niche. Right. 
So we're coming to a close here. So you have anything else, Dr. Daniels, like to bring before we close out? I just want to say to everyone listening to us today, listen, key thing is simple. Be happy with who you are and not with who other folks think you ought to be. You are great who you are. You are great because God made you great. And your happiness doesn't depend on pleasing other people. Right. Your happiness depends on pleasing you. So live your best life by making sure you please yourself first. Because you can't make me happy. You can't make yourself happy. Oh, that's true right there. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in and watching us. Um, please make sure that you go on Apple Podcasts and download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple. You will start getting notifications when we upload the new episodes on Apple. That's the audio version. So if you're in the car, you want to listen to us, you can. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, uh, iTunes iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. We're also on Spotify now. We're on all the major um, podcast platforms. Um, I made sure we I did that during the break. So now when we upload things, we'll be good to go. But if you want to continue to see us, just tune in to Enoch Baptist Church um, YouTube channel, and you'll see us up there. But until then... Thank you so much. This is your host, C.B. Baker. The next time.